Growing up sucks. Just ask Eric Lauber, father of three 20-somethings and a college professor for decades. Eric helps young adults get smarter, richer, healthier, and happier on the adulting podcast, Growing Up Sucks. Hi, Katie. Welcome to uh, Growing Up Sucks, where we try to help young adults kind of get through life and the things that might be uh, causing them stress. And of course, the basic message is growing up doesn't always suck. So we've got some positive messages too. So before we get into this, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Dr. Lover. Thanks for having me on. Uh, my name is Katie Mest. Right now, I am working as a search engine optimization specialist for a company that manages storage facilities around the country. So that was a mouthful. Um, but basically what I do is I help to create content for um, a company that manages a lot of different websites. So we are in the self-storage industry. So I'm writing blog content. I'm writing uh, web page content, anything that can be picked up from Google or Yahoo or Bing or anything that will help people find our stores through search engines. So my job is to help produce content that will get our search, our searches at the top of the list, which is not easy to do, especially when there are a bunch of other people doing the same exact thing. Yeah, um, my, my understanding <laughs> lots of companies try this now to produce content on a regular basis so they'll pop up on the search engines, right? Yeah, and really they have to anymore. Uh, it's a, I would say it's a growing field because every company, no matter what industry you're in, you need to be able to find yourself on Google. That's how your customers are going to find you. So it's been a very cool uh, job to get into right after college, and I've been really happy with it so far. How long have you worked there? Since August. And I graduated in May. So tell us a little bit about your college experience. How did that prepare you for this? What did you do? So I started off studying journalism at IUP and eventually I added marketing to that. I always knew I loved writing. Um, I joined my newspaper in high school. I joined the newspaper at IUP. Um, I just wanted any reason I could to write. And I just hope that I could build my resume from there and figure out a job that would work with that. Um, when I added marketing to my studies, I found that I really liked the way that words and online content can be used to push a message and to promote these really cool brands that otherwise you would never hear of. Um, there are so many businesses doing really cool, important things. And it's unfortunate that some smaller businesses don't get that chance to get their message out um, because they might not have the resources for a single person that would be in my position to do all of that work because it really is a full job in itself. Um, but IEP really helped me prepare for this in a lot of ways. I took on a bunch of different projects in college and <laughs> hoped for the best along the way. I was learning a lot. I was managing a lot. Um, but I kind of used college to figure out where my boundaries were for adding things to my plate. 
so that by the time I got into the real world, into my big girl job, that I knew what I was capable of doing, um, what jobs I could perform with confidence, um, what I would need some extra help with, and figuring out where I stand. Um, college was very helpful in that sense. And you say helpful, but I hear behind that challenging. <laughs> I, Definitely challenging. Um, I, I kind of did that on purpose. I added a lot of things to my plate. Uh, I was presented with a lot of cool opportunities that, not that I couldn't turn down, but didn't really want to. Mm -hmm. um, so for the listeners, we worked together and we had a bunch of different projects that included technology that I had never seen before. It was completely new and exciting. Um, and I was able to learn a lot through our video editing, through our blog. Um, and so it was projects like that at IEP that set me up for success moving forward because I already had a little bit of a lot of different experiences by the time I graduated. And it was cool to be able to then turn to my boss and say, here's the skill set I have. And here's even the little things that I can do, like graphic design, for instance, that isn't in my current job description. But if there were ever to be a time where someone needed to step up, I think I could do it. And that's that's a really cool thing to be able to say that it's not even in my, in my job, but if it, if it needs to be at some point, I can do it. So that's where those, those challenges, they were challenges, but I think we have to challenge ourselves a lot of the time when learning to really, really take that to the next step and really retain everything you're learning. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think that uh, the purpose of college is to learn how to learn, uh, particularly in today's day and age when you're going to go through so many different skills in your career. And, and as you mentioned, you, you already have some that you're not even using, but you acquired along the way and you're ready to use if you need. I think the jobs of young folks coming out now are more diverse and, mm -hmm. need, and need to keep up on things because technology rapidly changes. And you know, my own son who, who came out of college and started doing 3D modeling for a company, but he's also learning Python, which is a programming language on the side. And he, he's learning all kinds of stuff that some of it he doesn't use right away in his job, but he wants to use. He wants to learn it because he knows it's relevant to what he wants to do down the road. And, uh, you know, I'm really grateful that you, you had a chance to learn all those things in a, in a college environment where you didn't limit yourself to just what was in the classroom. You did a lot of stuff outside the classroom. So just run through some of that. You were, you were at the newspaper. What did you do there? Um, my freshman year, I started off as a staff writer. So I would go to the weekly meetings and pick up stories as I was able to report and write them. Uh, from there, I decided I wanted to work my way up in the ranks. So the next year, I was news editor. The following year, I was managing editor, and the year 
after that, my senior year, I became editor-in-chief, which was very exciting to, as like a capstone for my um, student journalism career. That was really, really exciting. So tell me some stories from that. What was the, describe a day as a chief editor for a college newspaper. Is it pretty <laughs> frantic and last minute as I imagine it is? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's pretty much like a huge group project, um, but it's with all your good friends, so you can give them crap when they're not getting their things in on time. Um, <laughs> That's good. And it, it, it was hard working with students. Everyone had their own schedules, their own personal issues that we wanted to be able to give our writers the freedom to deal with. We didn't, we wanted to teach them responsibility working for the newspaper but we also recognized that they were students just like the rest of us they had heavy course loads they were trying their hardest um so it was a good a good in-between environment for students to learn and be pushed by their peers i think they were used to being pushed by professors um but I know for me personally, when I see other people my age putting forth that extra effort, it makes me also want to do better, um, and, but also see how good I can get myself. And when you have that supportive environment of people your own age who are um, maybe might have the same questions about things, you can work through them together. It's just nice to have that space in college where you're exploring a bunch of different interests. Um, but you know, no a matter. lot of people say that you learn a lot from other students in college and, and you just described a good example of that. I want to encourage anybody listening that's in college to get outside the classroom and get involved because you can learn so much from the other students or learn together if there's a challenge that the, to put your heads together and solve, right? Definitely. So, for example, at the newspaper, I worked with a lot of other journalism students. But there weren't just journalism students there. We had a bunch of communications media students who might have ended up in roles where they were writers or editors, but outside of the newspaper office, they were producing really cool video content, they were reporting on um, like IUP's biggest sports games. There are just so many talented people that you wouldn't have met or interacted with otherwise. And now that you have a couple years of working together and late nights being stressed out and ordering pizza, like you bond. <laughs> and right, right. <laughs> we still talk to a lot of the friends that I made at the newspaper and it's been almost a year since I graduated. I made friends with upperclassmen when I was an underclassman, and they, they look out for you. you. It's nice just knowing that people are there to have your back. Right. You know, one of the things I think you also gained is some management experience, because as you moved up, you had people that had to report to you or that you had to take charge of their projects, right? Mm-hmm. That's another reason to get outside the classroom and get involved because you get leadership experience. Mm -hmm. 
And I think students who just stick to the classroom don't get those extra experiences, which uh, they probably paid off for you down the road, didn't they? Definitely. I would say I am more of a shy individual. So any, any leadership experience that I gained in college was huge for me. Any kind of public speaking role or even um, this podcast now, the videos we did before, anything being in front of the camera would be terrifying. But slowly but surely, <laughs> mm-hmm. you work through it. And it's a lot easier, too, when I was an upperclassman seeing um, underclassmen who needed guidance because I've, I've been there before. We would have kids who would struggle with writing up and reporting on the stories that they were supposed to. Um, but it's helpful from their perspective, it's helpful to have someone who's there who can guide them through the process and not just tell them what they're doing wrong. Like it, correction with some encouragement goes a long way. Um, yeah, the, the managing aspect was definitely really new to me as well because I only really had to manage myself, which seemed fine and easy, but managing yourself and also making sure that the entire paper gets put together by midnight on a Thursday, it, it was a lot. <laughs> so let's... um. Let's explore um, your your evolution for just a second. So can you describe a moment when you felt most discouraged through some of this? Hmm. I can't think of a specific moment, but I know there was a point where my classes were getting tough. Um, We were focusing on harder material I needed to a lot more time to study for my exams, to finish big projects. Um, And when I had to then switch into my managerial role, um, you you have to figure out how to to pause certain problems so that you can deal with others. so I remember there were a couple nights where I just, I know I would be so stressed about whatever I had to do when I got home from the pen, but that wasn't really going to help me at the pen. I knew I wouldn't have time to work on my schoolwork there. So I just would focus all of my energy into making it as smooth of a process as we possibly can to get the newspaper out. So then I can focus on um, the next thing. And, and the pen is the name of the newspaper, by the way. Yes, yes. If people don't think you were put in a pen. No. That, so. Or bullpen. <laughs> the name for journalism rooms as well. So it's the pen because it's in Pennsylvania. So that's really that's a really good observation that uh, I think young adults need to learn to be able to compartmentalize sometimes and set things aside. So they're working on this thing at the moment, but they're stressed about the other thing and they got to be able to put that out of their mind or they're not going to make progress on the, on that thing they're working on. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, th- I think grownups need to learn that young adults, everybody, everybody's got to learn to kind of 
to stay on task with a good attitude, even when something else in your life is not positive or not great. Yeah, that's the other part is having the positive attitude about it, too. Um, I, I that's something that I struggle with is when I get stressed, I, I shut down for a little bit. So I'm still working on catching myself before I shut down to at least be able to map out where I'm at, like what I have in front of me, what I can, what I can physically do right now, the energy that I have to put into this. Um, but sometimes it's a lot harder. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's one of those things that. There are good days and there are bad days. Right, exactly. <laughs> the bad days make the good days feel even better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So you're a year out or so, and you've got a full-time job. And you, so would you say you've been stepping out of your comfort zone in this big girl job? Um, I would. I, so in the position I'm in right now, I started off in a writing role. And then when my coworker went out on maternity leave, and she's still out on maternity leave, um, everyone on my marketing team had to pick up some of her tasks just to make sure that they are covered. Um, and this coworker does a lot. <laughs> so there was a lot to cover. So I started taking on the responsibility of dealing with um, the support team for, uh, I don't know if it's the developers that handle our websites, but I have all of a sudden become the contact person for a lot of these small projects and small fixes that need to happen on the website. So I went from getting barely any emails or Slack messages in a day to just, it's, it's constant. Wow. And you've managed to pull through that. So what advice do you have if somebody were to follow in your footsteps? I would just say, take, take opportunities as they come to you, but don't be afraid about being vocal on your personal boundaries. And obviously, if your boss thinks that you can take something on, you, there's a good chance you probably can. Like, they probably see your, your potential for taking the next step in your career. Um, I'm lucky to have a boss who questions our personal interests so that Further down the road, um, we can just make sure that we're in a, a good role that we're really enjoying. Um, well, it sounds like you have a boss that you like and a job that you like. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I know you've worked hard to kind of get to that spot. You didn't find a job right out of college, did you? Was there a delay? Were you still yes, there was a delay. Um, Graduated in May, and then I did not receive that job. I started the beginning of August, and I probably heard back mid to late July, like two months after I had initially applied to this job. Job oh. hunting in itself was very discouraging. <laughs> yeah, that's but that's what everyone was saying who was job hunting during that time. Well, oh, yeah, you came out right in the middle of COVID and every mm -hmm. the economy shut down. And, you know, that's kind of the, the worst place to be at that, at that particular moment. Hopefully the more recent grads are going to find a little bit better 
John Mark mm-hmm. in the face. So thinking back, if you can, what's the best piece of advice you ever received? I kind of have two really good pieces of advice, and they both come from my dad. Um, the first is to make sure the coach always knows your name. He was a coach for many different sports for many years, and I always remember hearing um, whether it was starting an, on a new sports team or starting in a new class, um, make sure the coach knows your name, whether that is an actual coach, a professor, your boss. Make sure you make a good first impression. Um, make sure you show off show off your skills, not necessarily like be a show off, but mm-hmm. make sure that you're presenting yourself confidently in what you're able to do because that's why, that's why you made the team. That's why you're on this project. That's why they hired you. Um, the other really good piece of advice that I've gotten from him and am reminded of every couple of months is if you have the option between doing something and not doing something, just do that thing. Like your, your friend invites you to hang out on the weekends. You should probably just go do that. Odds are you haven't seen your friend in a while and you should check up on them together. Um, I applied for a freelancing position back when I was applying to jobs. And I actually heard back from those people in February, I think. So it was a really strange opportunity at the time because I already had my full-time job. So I was now presented with, okay, do I take on this extra work in the evenings? It will be probably a little more stress. I will be taking away my free time, but it's a really cool resume builder. And after talking to the women in charge of the marketing agency, we found out that I would be a really good fit for it. And I've been freelancing with them ever since. And I took that advice to just, just do the thing. (laughs) As soon as I close the door, he resents it and he wants to get back in. So then he starts scratching (laughs) until the door opens. So this is a no win situation. (laughs) Sorry. That was good advice. That was very good advice. You know, give it a shot. Take, get out of your comfort zone. Give it a try. You can always kind of back off. You can always say, I'm sorry, this didn't work out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I've hired and, and managed lots of different people, including young adults. I don't have any problem when they, when they come up to me and say, look, I apologize. I have to back off. I can't do this work. I know that I thought I could. I'm really grateful you gave me the opportunity, but my schoolwork or other parts of my life are just called, I'm going to have to step down. I and have- I found a lot of bosses, as long as you're transparent about where right. you're at, that that's usually never really a problem for a right, lot of right. people. And there's occasions where like they really got to get it done. And so they might put mm-hmm. a little pressure on you. But even then, if you just keep pushing back, they're going to say, all right, well, your mental health and your physical health and your financial health are all more important than this little project. So Certainly. we'll work it out if they've got enough experience to figure that out. Um, but, I, but I think that I've had a lot of students kind of not say yes because they, they imagine once they've said yes, they can't ever back out again. Mm-hmm. Got to stick with it for a very long time. And I wish they wouldn't view it like that 
because I think they missed out on opportunities to give it a shot and find out whether they really liked it and build some skills. Otherwise, you know, they're, they're, I don't know what holds them back, but they're afraid maybe to take that big leap. Yeah, I'm not sure either. That's a good point, especially considering a lot of the companies and businesses that work with young people kind of expect that. They know that you're probably going to be working on a short-term basis, um, whether it has to do with like a seasonal job or if you're uh, doing some kind of job through school, it might go by semesters. So people expect things to change when they're working with young people. And so I don't, I don't think people should be afraid of taking those opportunities when they come up. And I think people in my age who are in real world managing are discovering that 20 year olds are more willing to, to shift jobs and take a job for a year or two and then go get another job. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Two of my three kids, the recent graduates are already on their second job. One just accepted her third job and she's 26. I'm I'm surprised, but yeah, they're all good opportunities and they're all promotions, but she's, and, and, and she doesn't feel bad about it. She doesn't feel like, well, I have to stick with this company for my career. There's none of that. It's like, no, there's another opportunity. And in fact, her first company hired her back for her third job, right? So she was hired by one, <laughs> went to a second, and the first one wants her back. So there's no hard feelings. They're like, you went away, you've got more skills, you, you're, you've got more management training, come back and we'll give you a new role. Yeah, and I'm like, that's awesome. That's different than I think most 50-year-olds went through when they were in Sir, their 20s. Yeah, my dad just graduated, graduated. <laughs> my dad just retired from the same place that he started working at when he was probably 18 to 20 somewhere in there yeah like that that's crazy yeah you don't see much of that anymore no but, but i think the job place uh, i think the workforce has adapted to that so you know they expect they're going to do some training they're going to keep you for a while hopefully more than a year more than two years and then they're going to bring in the next person and train them and, you know, until you get maybe senior management, then you stick around longer. I don't know. This is all different, but in some sense, it's still the same because everything you described about what you learned and the leadership experiences and how you think about the people first is, is true no matter what your generation is. And, and I, I hope that everybody gets a chance to work for a boss like you have. That Me is, too. <laughs> that is sensitive to that and is thinking about you first and then the job and the things you have to get done. Where do you see yourself in five to 10 years, Katie? That's a really good question. Um, I found that I really enjoy the freelance work that I do because it's working on a smaller scale. I like being able to see, like knowing, knowing the owners of the company and their background and why they started the company and all that extra information that their, their customers should know. It, it's something that would make the customers love this business even more. Um, but people don't start businesses and I mean, not everyone starts a business and can just just market it. Like unless you unless you know about marketing, your your focus is on your business. It's 
whatever industry you're in, but marketing can get tricky if you don't know it. Um, but for someone like me who knows it and enjoys doing it, it's just like icing on top of the cake to be able to see the client get excited over whatever you happen to be doing for them. They get to see their cool new website that shows off their brand perfectly, or you get to be their voice on social media, which is a huge responsibility. That's where a lot of companies are gaining traction now. That's wonderful to hear in your voice, the fact that you like what you do also because it serves somebody and you get to see the positive benefits of what it does for others. That's a yeah, great perspective. A lot. I, I have found that in the sense of like leaders and followers, I enjoy more being a follower because I've made friends with a lot of leaders in my life who just naturally take on that stronger role. But I am a really, really good number two. If you know where you want to be, I can make sure you get there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wonderful description. <laughs> That's a great way to sell yourself. Because <laughs> everybody wants a wonderful number two. <laughs> they <Yeah>. really do. <laughs> Katie, I think we'll end on that note. We've definitely gone enough time, but that's a great, that's great. way to great way to say it all. <laughs> Thanks for stopping in today. Our our goal here is to help other young adults get to where you're at right now and of course where you're going to be in five to ten years. I can't wait to see. I hope we stay in touch. Good luck with everything. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Growing Up Sucks podcast with Eric Lauber. 